0: Welcome to Intersectionality and the Diaspora. I'm Clara. And Melo. And we're two Centroamericanas navigating the traumas and triumphs of living in diaspora. We share our truths, experiences, and observations as LA race Centroamericanas and invite you to join us in our conversations. So grab some cafecito or vinito and sit with us as we explore all the beautiful differences and similarities that make up our global community. Welcome back, folks, to another part of our series on surviving PWIs. Today's conversation is with Ozzy Magana, a Bay Area artist whose art brings you into the creation of a world as he would like to see it, full of heroes and heroines. Ozzy shares his art on his website, faildome.com, and on his Instagram, at faildome. That's F E O D O M E. His art is greatly inspired by his life, the people around him, and the historic inspiration of comic books mixed with Mesoamerican aesthetics that evoke and honor his culture. You can catch Ozzy eating burritos at your nearest academia, or you can grab a beer from him at Alameda Island Brewery if you find yourself in the Bay. We're super excited to have Ozzy with us today, and we're just gonna jump right in. So Ozzy, you know, tell me what are some feelings that come up for you? Just, like, when you think about, like, what a predominantly white institution yeah, is. Yeah, my
1: first, uh, uh, my first thought, um, was, was, uh, the brewery industry, right? Because I've been bartending now for, uh, quite a few years. And, um, especially in the, in the brewery scene, the craft brewery scene, um, you know, it's predominantly white, predominantly conservative, and, um, there's a lot of things to navigate with that. And especially the, the consumers, right. Are predominantly white, predominantly conservative. And, um, they always look at you like, you know, you have no clue what you're talking about or, um, why are you even, you know, behind the bar serving them beers or like, they just treat you like, you know, I've seen like certain people treat white employees, uh, with a lot more respect than they would treat like me or another, uh, employees of color. Um, I remember specifically, actually, I was bartending out here at Ale Industries in Oakland, and um, and this uh, this guy was sitting at the bar, and he was pretty chill, or whatever, and he was just like hanging out, and we were talking a little bit, and he seemed okay. And then this other dude rolled up, who I had seen before, and who other bartenders, uh, like coworkers of mine, had kind of voiced their their uh, dis dissatisfaction with him. Like, just saying he was like kind of rude and kind of like a little sexist or whatever. And like, would just have these like offhand comments that were just like slightly inappropriate, nothing like specific, right? They, they could be like, he said this, you know, but it was just like the vibe of what he was selling. And uh, mm-hmm. so he sits there and I'm just like, oh man, what's up, man? Whatever. And serving him. And then him and the other dude start talking and they start talking politics. And he comes to find out like that second dude, the one that like nobody really liked was a trump supporter and like and the other dude was like what like how how are you and they just started like just having a conversation right they were both white so it was like they're being civil about it <laughs> but then uh and i'm i'm there like dude like man i don't want to be cyber no trump supporter you know what i mean like i was just like that's and this was like uh two two or three years ago you know so this is like in the thick of his uh his um reign or whatever but um
0: his reign it was funny like
1: so he was like he got kind of you could tell he was getting more and more kind of anxious as the conversation was going on and i i go to pick up his beer which had like barely any like a glass like a pint glass with like barely anything in it right like usually people are like oh yeah it's cool whatever like i'm not gonna finish it and um he's like yo did you just take away my beer because i'm a trump supporter and, like, not even thinking that. Like, I would, I didn't even, like, oh, I'm going to take his beer. I was just, like, doing my job, you know? And so I grabbed his mm-hmm. glass, and I looked at him, and I was like, no. Because, like, honestly, it was no. But then I was like, no. I took it away because you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, just confused him? And I was just like, uh, whatever, dude. <laughs> I was like, what, do you want me to pour that back in there? Like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, no, whatever, it's cool, like see this is the problem like you know like we get like uh harassed or whatever out here in the west coast and like it's hard to be like a trump supporter it's like good it should be hard to be a trump supporter like that shouldn't be an easy like life choice for you (laughs) and he had like he was like this bigger dude right he was like i want to say like six foot six foot um maybe i don't know i want to say like 300 pounds something he was just like a bigger dude you know And he had his wife with him, who was this tiny girl. She would have to be, like, I don't know, five foot. (laughs) Like, like five foot three, maybe. But, like, she was tiny. And she was just mouthing at me. He's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I mean, it's not your fault. Like, (laughs) like it's his choice or whatever. But, like, little little stuff like that, like, comes up, you know, serving beers. And, like, especially, like, you kind of have to, like, win people over, you know? Especially if those people have been coming to that brewery for any number of years and um and already have like a kind of an idea of what the brewery is you know and like um and you kind of have to like I don't know like I always I I liked I like bartending because I can be a little bit more myself like I can be crass you know I can be especially if it's like a, a brewery kind of like neighborhood bar like I can be I can joke a lot I can top shit you know and like for the most part, I won't get in trouble, but <laughs> but for the most part, people laugh, you know? And like, people are into it and like, I, I had regulars come in to see me work, you know, just, just because they wanted to see how I interacted with people. Like, <laughs> and it was usually like, it was funny because a lot <laughs> of my regulars were like um, kind of younger um, white folks or like, like younger, like um, people of color. And they just wanted to see, like, they told me this later, they didn't tell me this at the time, but they were like, we always got excited when some just, like, pasty, like, stuck up white person, like, walked in because we knew you were going to give them <laughs> shit and we couldn't wait. <laughs> and it was just because, yeah. you know, they had, like...
0: So, you know, basically the reason why people
1: yeah. watching. Yeah, like that's you (laughs) because they knew like they were gonna ask these like really basic questions that i've heard a thousand times and like already was tired of and if especially if i was having like a rough day it was just like oh man i'm just gonna give you some dumbass answer like um they'd be like what's good here and i'd be like the beer the beer is really good actually (laughs) it's like yeah that's all we got (laughs) like (laughs) but um but yeah so navigating that i think like my main way of navigating through that is through humor you know if i can like crack a joke or make somebody uh laugh usually that kind of breaks down whatever preconceived notions they have of of me when they look at me and you know I don't look um I mean I I look super ethnic but (laughs) I also look like kind of like you know I've gotten like Middle Eastern a lot you know um so like Mm. I've gotten that a little bit here and there. Like, I, 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 get a lot of times when people like are just unsure, you know, because especially when I have like a big hair, like my fro, like all picked out, and, <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, what are you?" And yeah. I'm like, "Dude, I don't know." <laughs> a person, oh, I'm yeah, person. just like i just trying face. to be my shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: like yeah. let me fucking be. And that's that's wild though, like. I I don't know ah ah I like trip out on people who just like come up into your space and ask you questions like that right yeah. like what are you or are like confused by like the makeup of your yeah. of your being I don't know like that that just oh oh I have a lot of thoughts and feels about that
1: but I'm sorry. Hey, they assume that you don't speak English, right? <laughs> and then and then they assume that you don't know anything, and then yeah i guess they just assume you don't have a personality i don't know it's really weird um and it's it's kind of like you know every time i like have gone to a new worked at a new brewery like it it's that process has to start all over again right and like um the brewery i work at now alameda island like thankfully some of it's close enough to the other brewery where some of the regulars from my old brewery will show up and they're like oh shoot you working here I'm like hell yeah that's time, i'm gonna come back more often and you know, that's pretty cool to see them because then you have like at least folks that you know are cool, like around you. You know, they're not just all like strangers or whatever. Um but uh
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, it's kind of like it's just kind of exhausting, you know, to have to do all that, you know, where like I'm sure if if I was white it would just been like, Oh, cool, you probably know everything there is to know about beer and I'll just be like, Yep. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that and, like, having to retrain yourself or to, like, recalibrate, like, what it means to, like, work in this specific brewery versus that brewery and having to, like, reestablish those relationships. Like, and, like, testing the waters of, like, okay, how much of myself can I be today? Like, I, oh, that sounds like a lot.
1: But I mean, like, I don't know if I just, like, not that it doesn't bug me, but you know, at, at a certain point, you just get kind of like numb to it, or you try to like kind of blur it out, right? Because you it, it happens so often, and it's just like it becomes kind of the norm, which sucks, you know. But um, yeah, it's just kind of unfortunate that that people think that way, and and that you have to like convince them that you're not, um, I guess a criminal. I don't know how else to say. It. Like, I just feel like they always look at me like I'm a criminal. <laughs> and I don't know uh, if that's because yeah. Yeah. I mean I guess yeah because I'm brown and I have tattoos <laughs> I guess that's what it is you know yeah
0: like, that's real like, fuck yeah that's yeah. real and like and so like how we come into those spaces and how we challenge those like norms is really important and like I love that for you like you said like the the way you break the ice is with your humor and like yeah that is why you have like regulars from this other place you know fuck that other place they fucking see how fucked up it is too and they're like no we're gonna come over here like this is where it's real this is where there's community this is where people who you know can be themselves you know can like welcome us you know and
1: that's fucking dope uh, yeah it's kind of cool I mean I guess it's like uh I always see humor as like a filtration unit you know Kind of thing like like a process of just like mm. okay like if you're down with me kind of saying these kind of jokes or whatever making fun of this kind of thing then you know we can be cool or you know like um like I'm not gonna like kind of tense up when I see you walk in the door you know what I mean? like I'll just be like oh cool you're here like yeah can feel, be a little bit more relaxed knowing that I have people around here that are just like are cool with me and like if anything does pop off they'll like well like st- st- step up or say something you know
0: yes it's like finding like the one homie in the lunchroom that you know you you know
1: yeah yeah it's like we're cool definitely we're cool. <laughs> but oh man but yeah school school was a trip too like um just going to that art college and like it was it was pretty like a a privileged institution you know like looking back on it like a lot of uh, a lot of kids that like came from money went there, you know, and uh, a lot of them weren't trying to be artists; they just didn't want to go to like re- regular college, you know. And so, uh, yeah. so then you have that too. You have that um, that privilege <clears throat> of like, well, I just I just need something to, like fill up my day, versus other people that are really trying to hustle and trying to like pursue their passion and figure out how to like monetize it, right? But um yeah. But yeah, I remember just like really just trying to go in there, trying to learn what I could, and like from the gate I was put into the wrong program, which you know, um I only noticed after I left, right? And then um and mm-hmm. just when I was trying to like anytime I try to talk to the teachers about like what I wanted or what I was interested in, they would always push me into trying to do something different, like, put me in a different box, and I was like, no, I don't want to do that, like, like, why are you, why are you trying to force me into, like, this, like, I don't know, like, cookie cutter, I guess, like, it was just the weirdest thing, like, because you think art, you go there, and you, like, figure out your shit, and then those teachers are there, supposed to be there to support you, and push you, and, like, help you really, like, refine what you're, what you're looking for, but um, I constantly was, like, like dead ends with teachers I remember one teacher he was actually the president of the of the college um and he comes over to check out my stuff and I was working on I think those paintings of um where I took that uh pictures of me as a kid wearing superhero costume and I was painting those Mm. and um and he comes in, and he's trying to talk to me, and he's using all these really big academic words. He goes on this, like, 20-minute monologue. And for the first five minutes, I was just nodding my head. But then I realized that, like, he wasn't making any sense. And, like, he wasn't, it didn't seem like he was really talking about my stuff. And at the end of his monologue, he just looked at me, and he was like, did that make sense? And I was like, no. And He's like, yeah, I guess it did it. <laughs> oh well and then just walked away it just left me there and I was like cool man like I'm giving this institution thousands of dollars of my money for you to just be like well like I'm just gonna spit nonsense at you and I'm not gonna like try to make sense of it just keep it moving like (laughs) and like this is the president of the fucking school and I'm just like what the fuck dude (laughs) like I was so pissed I was like can I get a refund? Like, can I get my shit back, like, just for this dude? <laughs> for like, can I get whatever you're giving him for this quarter or whatever and give it to me? Because, like, this is bullshit.
0: <laughs> That's fucking... Yeah. That's a shame.
1: And so there's, like, a, a lot of that. I mean, there's shame. good teachers, too, you know, um, like, with any place, there's, there's a good sure. bet of both, but, like... um. I don't know it just seemed like he was just like whatever doesn't matter you know like I'm the president doesn't give a shit <laughs> it was like man that that just sucks man that you feel that way like because I can't be the only one that that happened to you know what I mean like um, there had to For be sure. like a few a few cases of anything but I don't know
0: it's so wild to think about like somebody having the Like just the absolute gall to just like go into somebody's space, take up their time, and then just say, "Yeah, okay, whatever." I
1: yeah, like you can't take
0: that time back. (laughs) It's like you know, and like you, and yeah, like you're paying to to be there. Oh my gosh, the American education system. Everybody in a
1: nutshell. Yeah, I don't wow. know, like, definitely, going back to that, the beer industry, I'm sure, like, um, I'm sure if I was in any other industry, it would probably be the same shit, you know, but I just happen to be, just happen to like yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> I am.
0: Are you drinking a beer right now?
1: I am drinking yeah, the of Kavanaugh Yeah, it's from the I've brewery never heard that I work that. at. But, yeah. Then again, I'm not <laughs> but kidding. But oh, okay. I like their stuff. It's oh, good. Right Alameda Island. Right Look on. Them up. Shout hey, out. Hey, shout great out
0: to Alameda Island. For a lot of
1: reasons, but <laughs> um, also their head brewmaster is is uh, Latino. And so that's pretty cool. He's a cool hey. guy. Shout out to Richard. But, um, shout out
0: to Richard. But, yeah. Hey. So,
1: it's a cool spot to work. I like I like my manager. I like uh my coworkers. The clientele, I'm still getting used to, but you know. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. Alameda, I remember live no, I didn't live in Alameda, yeah, but I lived close enough, enough yeah. to Alameda. It was funny because I, I had not been out there <laughs>
1: at all up until like I moved back, you know, back in, back to the day. Um yeah. yeah
0: it's beautiful there for sure but you can definitely it's definitely the city on the quote yeah. right side of the tracks you know like you can definitely see it and some of that is i mean we don't
1: have to talk about that, <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean anyway. like for the longest time i just it, <laughs> all it. it was always like that's like white island you know like <laughs> like it just it didn't it didn't feel safe to go there as a person of color um And so we never went, like, I don't, I can't remember any time going out there. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff out there, right? Like there's a cool little movie theater that like, um, totally like dresses up their lobby, depending on whatever movie was coming out, you know what I mean? And, uh, it's an old school movie theater too. So it has like that kind of theater vibe, that old school theater vibe. Um, and then they have like a bunch of really good bars, good breweries, like, um, But yeah, it was. I remember like when I started coming, going out there. I guess um, I was like, man, this thing's this shit's been here out here the whole time. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Like, they have good restaurants. They have a little beach. Like, they have all this cool shit. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it was really like a private (laughs) island for like, quote unquote, a private island. Like, for a long time, you know. Um, But yeah, Yeah, for real, that shit always is always gonna change. I
0: know, and I, it's so wild for me, like, every time I go back to the Bay, I just see so much of that change, like, how much, like, the gentrification has spread, and also, like, how much, like, people are becoming so much more, you know, aware yeah. and active, proactive about it, you know? Yeah,
1: that gentrification is, like, like a, a hard thing to navigate, yeah. because, um, I mean, there's a lot of businesses that like actively support it right um and definitely like the city supports it right Mm -hmm. like the city's always going to support gentrification um but uh yeah it's kind of a weird thing when when you start noticing that or when you start seeing that and I guess just being in an area for an extended amount of time you can like it becomes more apparent right but um but then the people like always try to like keep it you know keep it theirs and like the little struggle that happens with that and it's just kind of interesting to see how it's like especially this neighborhood the fruitvale district has just evolved and changed and now they introduce like a new bus line system and finally been fixing up all the potholes that have been like ruining cars for the past i don't know <laughs> since forever <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. I I mean, you know, I yeah. lived in Fruitvale for like almost two years, and like that was back in like what two thousand four? I don't know two thousand four. I think. Um, and like fast forward to like twenty sixteen or whenever I was there for New Year's Eve, and like how different Fruitvale looks. How different, like. Yeah. Just the bay in general looks to me now. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's
0: pretty wild. But then
1: that's, you know, that's the nature of shit, right? To, like, change. But then it's, like, there's, like, a natural kind of change. And then there's, like, the force shit, which is, you know. All right, now Mm -hmm. we're going to start building condos here. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, I have, like... Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about gentrification and, like, you know, the right way okay. of gentrifying things and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so back to PWIs <laughs> and how fucking terrible they are. <laughs> um, So let's talk about, why don't you tell me, like, you love beer. Is that like why you decided to like kind of venture into brewery? brewery? I, know, I hate saying that word. I don't even know. Like, dude,
1: that's
0: definitely <laughs> English
1: like, is a hard the, the language. I have to sing a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it started. It started when I was living in Denver. I was working at this restaurant, bar restaurant, and I started uh, getting into the bartending out there, and I started really liking making cocktails and and doing all that stuff and then when i came out here i noticed that the bar scene specifically the cocktail scene was um wasn't as popular i guess and so you know you go into like Mm -hmm. any bar and they basically just have your like whatever vodka soda or like shot in a beer and like you know just basic stuff like so like none of the kind of like quality cocktails that I was experiencing back in Denver were like really being uh, focused on out here um and so I was like well mm-hmm. craft beer was also really good out there you know like there's a huge craft beer scene out there and um being in that restaurant we had to um have different we we did a rotating tap so we'd have different craft breweries come in like every month or whatever um just to kind of highlight the, all the craft breweries that were out there and so I found Ale Industries out mm-hmm. here, and um, I like their stuff. It was, it, was, it was good at the time. And uh, they were right in Oakland, and um, there was, like, a lot of potential with that spot, you know, because it was – it's basically, like, the first brewery or the closest brewery to the airport. So, like, anybody coming into Oakland Airport, like, looking up, mm-hmm. like, brews, beers, like, brewery, like, you know – Aonis would be the closest one of them. and like it just had all this potential to be like oh man you could really make this like an Oakland landmark you know um yeah, yeah for sure yeah and, and it was a like a lot of foot
0: traffic coming it was really, in yeah. it was like
1: um in their neighborhood right like right right in the middle of Fruitville, basically and uh but the owners weren't interested in that and I remember I remember being there for, like, a year or so and then, like, trying to talk to them and trying to be, like, hey, like, we could do this, we could do that, we could, like, work with these, like, local artists, we could do, like, events to support these different, like, uh, groups or whatever, um, we can do, like, uh, murals and stuff, you know, like, I started doing, I started throwing art shows out there, or at the at the brewery, I started uh, doing a drink and draw, you know, like, twice, twice a month. Um, I was, like, just trying to generate, like, people to come and, like, really put, like, um, the spot on the map, but, like, there was, like, no support from the management, you know? Like, all they, it just seemed Mm. like all they cared about was, like, uh, uh, outgoing sales. They didn't care about the tap room, you know? They didn't care about the location. They didn't care about uh, being a part Mm. of the neighborhood. Um, They were all just focused on, like, making can sales Mm. and bottle sales to, like, Mm. the Outstanding Bay Area, which I'm sure it's because, like, that got on more money but i was just like well yeah but if you quality. made this place legit like there'd be more people and then we would be having more income like i don't understand why you don't understand that <laughs> like if you put effort into something it'll like come back to you right it's like, like that yeah
0: i was just gonna say it's kind of like yeah. that what is it quantity over quality it's like yeah. It doesn't matter how good it is we just yeah. want and there was uh, like a few more people more I know so before me that were trying to do more.
1: stuff with them and right. anyway. they they you know it was like hit or miss or whatever um but it was, it was just really frustrating you know trying to make a business more a part of the community and then just just being just like just being told no you know <laughs> and uh yeah. And yeah, I don't know if that would have been different were I white, but then I don't know if I would have cared about it as much if I was white. So <laughs> it's like, um,
0: mm.
1: yeah, I'm not sure which, which one it would be. I mean, I'm sure they probably would have listened to me a little bit more, you know, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's the nature of things. You know, you can have all the good ideas you want, but like, it's kind of hard. It's harder, I feel like, to to get those ideas backed. Um, maybe just because of the way I looked, I guess, or I don't know, because of the way I, I talk or I don't know. Because my hair <laughs> too curly.
0: Were you by chance? Well, how many people of color um, were employed at that brewery?
1: Let's see. Or,
0: like, about, can you,
1: like, think, I think like, three, what was, like, three the, out of uh, the racial makeup? Place. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, at the height. Um, yeah, maybe three out of ten? Yeah. I mean, it was a very small operation, yeah.
0: you know? But, and uh, so, like... Um, right, right. But even still, did you feel, like, was there like a sense of community, or did y'all feel like, like, did you feel like included and in part of like the the brewery family? Um, or did,
1: over time, it got it better for, for sure. You? Like, like I said, when I first got there, it was just kind of like, Who the fuck is this guy? Like, what is he doing? Like, he doesn't know how to pour shit, or he doesn't know what I like, or whatever. He doesn't know that I, when I'm done, I want another one without having to say it, or whatever." <laughs> um, but
0: mm-hmm, o- mm-hmm. over
1: time. It got better and i remember there was like a peak of of working there where like everybody got along we would have like a bunch of cool events we would have um really good clientele you know coming in and and actively coming like not so much for the beer but but to to see us you know to see the bartenders and and um form like this relationship with them which was really cool and um it was a really special time and it's funny now now when I see those regulars come in they're always like man that was such a cool place like what happened (laughs) and like (laughs) and I was like I know man they just I don't know they didn't want to be cool anymore like I don't know how else to put it you know like they just they tried to be corporate but they were too small to be corporate and then like um I managed to leave right before they ended up firing like their entire like bar staff and like they were making like a lot of really questionable like moves and stuff but i mean at the end of the day like it's their business right and they're gonna run it the way they want to run it but um it's just kind of unfortunate and then now like i see them reaching out to like oakland artists to like do their beer can labels and shit and i'm like you motherfuckers (laughs) i remember they they had approached me to do one and I was just like okay like this is my rate for design work you know and they're like oh well we were just thinking that you would just do it And I'm like no dude like, <laughs> like you're gonna have to pay me for this like I'm an artist like I make my money <laughs> making and selling art like you're you're not just gonna like put me on like hourly <laughs> like have me clock in and do this work and give give me an hourly wage for it or even <laughs> nothing at all you know and like um I mean I get
0: oh man yeah you mean yeah. you can't get paid an yeah, like exposure kind of come on like, <laughs>
1: whatever like I ho- I hope they're paying those artists now like I don't know I don't know if they're just they usually would just trade them beer you know but I'd be like I work here like I can, I can get all the free beer I want like <laughs> you can't buy me with that <laughs> but right. Um,
0: right
1: but yeah right. it's 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 kind of like uh it's kind of interesting just seeing like that industry evolve and change and like seeing more people of color come into it and and um really like make their mark you know what i mean and uh, and be state become like on their way on their way to becoming staples you know of the industry like um like not only that but also women you know right are having like a hard time in that industry too because it's predominantly white males that old white males that that run that industry and so um and at, at a certain point it was all my coworkers were were female bartenders um except for me you know and so and they all were had been in it for years before I, mm. I even showed up so they were all way more knowledgeable and still like like I know we're talking about um race but like sexism was like a huge thing too like they would they would ask like one of my coworkers like about the beers and like they wouldn't really like believe her and so they would ask me and i would be like why are you asking me she just told you everything <laughs> like like or like they would like look at me look at her and like go to ask me and then i would turn around and ask her like hey what is like because i either i didn't know or i was just like you know like <laughs> why did you like go out of your way to come ask me when she was like closer to you or whatever um right but, for sure but yeah i'm sure that's that's a whole different topic like it's was definitely yeah
0: well it is and it's not i mean you know like they're definitely intersecting topics and there's definitely space yeah. for that like in all conversations really and truly you know and like yeah man like it's definitely like i, I don't know like one of the trends that I've i've observed within like Um, predominantly white places is like they're hell dangerous for women especially women of color like that's a very real thing and like it doesn't matter like how big or how small or like where on the spectrum the industry or the institution is like there's a likelihood of harm coming to you know a woman a woman of color or a person of color like That's just real. That's hella real. You know? And, like, that speaks to why you see a lot of industries like this, like (laughs) the brewery industry. (laughs) That is, like, predominantly male, predominantly white male. Um, And, man, like, I'm sitting here thinking about, like, the larger... um, you know, beer, like, the beer giants, mm-hmm. like, Anheuser-Busch and Coors or whoever, like, and how those are all predominantly, I mean, they're obviously white-owned, you know, European settlers yeah. that, like, fucking started these breweries, like, whenever, um, and so, like, we're now at a point where we're, like, you know what, fuck that shit, like, no, it can't, like, there's more to there's just so much more that we can be doing, and so many more people that can like contribute those gifts. Yeah. You know, like it's it's our time. Like, I don't know I'm he- I'm feeling extra <laughs> hopeful right now, and I don't know if it's the wine or I don't know. I mean, if I think just, I like, think you're right. I think a lot of
1: people are realizing that. <laughs> uh, um, I think to hold people to this like misconceived. Uh, standard that has been placed by generations of systematic sexism and racism um, is just kind of bullshit, right? And, like, um, like it's great to see uh, minority groups uh, succeed in these uh, white institutions, predominantly male white institutions. Um, but it's also, like at the same time, it's, like, man, it just sucks that you have to, like, prove that, right, and then that, like, you have to go out of your way and do some, like, crazy shit to, like, just be, like, noticed, you know, and, um, it's just kind of unfortunate, you know, and I know, like, it's just, uh, with time, you know, obviously things, well, I don't know about obvious, but (laughs) things should be getting better, you would think, but, uh, Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful too. I Mm -hmm. think there's a lot of people just like making good strides. Um, But another thing I was thinking about was um, how even businesses of color um, adopt the same mannerisms and techniques of white-owned businesses, right? Or in those industries, you know? And I remember, Mm -hmm. this wasn't at the brewery, this was Mm -hmm. at the coffee uh, roaster I used to work at Um, but one of my coworkers, one day he just came in and he looked super sad and I was like hey man you good like what's up he's like dude it just it just hurts more when it comes from your own people and I was like holy shit that's like the deepest thing I ever heard in my life and I was like thinking about it and I was like man if I had worked at that brewery and they were all like Latino owners and they did the same shit I would have hell yeah I think I would have felt that even more like because like you know white people you kind of expect it <laughs> you know like it's just kind of like all right you're probably gonna have yeah. already opinions <laughs> about me so whatever but um but yeah like that that hit deep mm-hmm. like it hurts more when it's from your own people and like and I totally understood what he was saying like um but yeah so like also that like keeping aware of that because you know, that's that's coming from a place you don't expect, right? If you if you see if you're working for a business that's uh owned by people of color, then you're just hopeful that or you kind of assume like, oh, it's gonna be better, you know, <laughs> like it's just automatically better. And it is in some ways, but mm-hmm. um, if they're using the same uh, I guess, techniques as as the white institutions, then it's just it's it's even worse, right? It's just kind of because it's it's more unexpected. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And it's, like, perpetuating the same problem, right? It's, like, yes, we're trying to do better, and at the same time, we're, like, trying to steer away from these things. So, like, you know, this is why it's so important to, like, challenge these norms and, like, you know, speak up about them and, like, be able to, like, call it out if you can, if you feel safe enough to do so. Like, you know, I think it's, I think, like, that feeling of safety is, like, vital to be able to call it out, because, like, you know, not everybody's right. gonna accept ex- what you say with open arms, and, like, that's just a very real thing that, you know, I, I feel like I need to prepare for that, because, like, if somebody yeah. doesn't like what I say, and they come swing, like, I need to, I need to be ready for that, <laughs> you know, or if, they want to yeah. respond with, like, oh, can I speak to the manager? I need to be ready for that. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, but there has definitely, there's definitely been a shift in, I, I feel like, the right direction. And I think a lot of it is because we are becoming so much more aware and so much more... Um, like, we see it more often. We hear it more often. Like yeah. Information is just, like, instantaneous, you know? And the beauty in that is how it brings us together, how it helps us see that we're not alone, that we're not the only ones who are, like, struggling in these spaces, and we're not the only ones who are trying to, you know, find a better way to exist Either in these spaces or outside of these spaces, or mm-hmm. you know, in some in between area. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's all hella exhausting for sure. Like that's a lot, cause like we're carrying that all the time on top of what we're carrying from our day to day and
1: yeah, you know, from our
0: whatever else trauma, personal trauma, like, generational childhood.
1: traumas, but even like I
0: don't know, I should, um, yeah.
1: yeah more so with the personal trauma like you already have like oh that looks like this person that did this to me so I'm already gonna assume that they're gonna do the same thing or whatever you know
0: yeah and it all like it's all connected and because it's all connected it all manifests into the here and now And, like, again, this is why it's so important to, like, again, challenge those norms and normalize the conversations where we can freely speak about this kind of, you know, stuff, this kind of harm. Um, But on the flip side, I think it's also really important to talk about the things that bring us joy or work towards those things that bring us joy. And so... Yeah, my question for you is, you know, how do you find joy or cope and heal from yeah. those experiences? Like,
1: um, Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of it what, is humor-based, right? Yeah. I try to make light of situations that aren't too serious um, or just try to find uh, a perspective that makes sense, you know? Because a lot of times things happen you're just like, why? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Um, and so that kind (laughs) of helps, but also, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is especially hard for me. Um, but trying not to let it, um, damage you too much, right? Like trying, um, trying not to, to, um, having to deal with it all by yourself, you know, and, and that helps by having, uh, you know people you can trust people you can talk to people that that can share uh your experiences in one way or another um and and just finding that commonality giving you that sense of like okay i'm not alone in these experiences like this is um these are real things that happen um unfortunately way too frequently um and uh you know things like you know this kind of podcast or Mm. um kind of healing groups. I know there's a bunch of healing groups out here that meet up. Um, even, I'm like, I know it's it's harder now because, you know, you usually be like, hey, man, like, I had a rough day at work. Like, you want to go meet up at a bar or whatever, or, like, hang out for a bit and so I just can let off some steam. Um, but uh, but trying to find those those ways to express it in, a, in kind of a, a, a productive way maybe not productive but a constructive way um and and so that it doesn't erode mm. who you are as a person because that's that's i think the reason all these things exist is to make you feel less than human like that's the reason for all of this racism sexism you're it, it's all to make you feel less than whatever the standard is right um Less than the people that control and own everything, um, so that they can keep just doing it. And it's it's such a backwards uh, ideology, you know. It's just it's just very primitive thinking. Um, and it's it's great that now with social media and, um, and just really strong, active, um, committed, disciplined people um showing that hey that's all bullshit man like we're all we all come into this world not knowing what the fuck is going on <laughs> and just like completely lost and yeah some people get born into it into this like well you're in this position and you have this power and um if you want to keep it you're going to have to like make sure these people don't have any of that or feel like they don't deserve any of that or um actively you know tricking them into actively destroying themselves right um and so and so realizing that Mm -hmm. and noticing that and um it's rough right it's rough because the people responsible um aren't even alive anymore you know (laughs) like it's just the people that are perpetuating like those primitive ideas um and I don't know. I don't know, like, if and when it'll get better. I, I hope it does. It's not going to be like in our lifetime, unfortunately. Um, but I think we're at a point where mm-hmm. um, because of access to information and because the world is now that much smaller, um, it's, it's, it's definitely going to get rough. And then, you know, if anything about the universe has taught us anything, is that has to go the other way like at some point it has to go the other way even if it's you know we destroy ourselves or whatever it's it's still got to get better like shit's gonna grow eventually you know so but yeah it's like just realizing that is is a huge thing i think like um Uh, yeah that it's it's not any of our faults that this is happening you know this is all just like residual idiocy I guess (laughs) greed and idiocy really (laughs) but but yeah and I think that helps to like navigate it once you like start being like okay like I can be bigger than this because um because you give yourself that power right so I think that for sure is something that I realized that um You have to give yourself a certain amount of power. You have to know when to say yes, when to say no, when to, yeah, when to act, when to uh, listen, all that. And when to take a drink, which is right now.
0: (laughs) Cheers to that. And just so you know, I'm having myself a lovely glass of a sparkling rosé. I don't know what kind they were from. It was $9 (laughs) at the grocery store. And it's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. I am like over flowing with gratitude right now because everything that you've shared has resonated with me um, so much and what you shared like these last few moments that you've shared have just been really powerful and (laughs) man I'm like sitting I'm feeling it it's not just the wine talking like I'm legit feeling what you are saying I am feeling the power in your words and in those intentions and you know, my last question to you is going to be what are some lessons you'd like to share to with our listeners? Or like, you know, something that Ozzy now knows that Ozzy wishes he would have known, you know, back then. Um, In a way, I feel like you've answered (laughs) that already. But like, Now that you know the actual question, I'm going to let you sit with it for a second. (laughs) Maybe have another sip of your lovely beer. Um,
1: Yeah, that's, I I guess, um, I guess, I don't know. I I feel like I'm trying to figure out, like, how I even came to the thing of, like, using humor right. And I think just because growing up with uh, following certain comedians... um, and seeing how they navigate it, like especially like you look at Dave Chappelle, right, and his evolution as a comedian and where he's at now from where he was um, mm-hmm. is such an incredible journey, you know. Um, and him being so open and honest with the issues he faces, institution like uh, in in white institutions, and um, and a lot of and then you, you hear about a lot of, you know, other comedians having similar stories, just weren't re- ready to speak up or, or spoke about it a different way. And I think, I think um, I really find comedy to be one of the most honest art forms, um, as much as I'm like a visual artist. Um, and I think that's, that's such a great thing because, you know, you can say so much, words but you can say so much more with with visuals and it's important right to to put um how you want to view the world out there in whatever way you can right um but i I really think that i learned a lot and i think a lot from my dad too right he was Mm -hmm. he's a really funny dude um and he would he would he stressed the point about perspective like always trying to see things in other people's perspective, A, to understand a little bit, but B, to also either flip it around and throw it back at them with a little twist or to take it and reshape it. Mm. And when you give it back, instead of throwing it, uh, hopefully giving that, person or institution a new understanding of what they're doing, like almost like holding up a mirror to them, right? Um and obviously when you're younger you just want to like fuck shit up. I mean I know I wanted to fuck shit up. Like I was like I didn't know what, but I was just like I want to fuck shit up. (laughs) And so I would do like yeah just some dumb like you know kid stuff or whatever. And and every now and then I still do it. I can't help it. That's just why I am um yeah, <laughs> but um, I think <laughs> well, I think if anything,
0: <laughs> children at
1: heart. Uh, if anything, it's I would tell myself to. Um, instead of letting things that got that got to me personally, because things are gonna get you pers- hit you personally, right? Like I could be like, "Don't take things personally," and I was like, "I can't really say that." Like I take shit personally all the time. You know, if I'm, like, somebody doesn't roll my burrito right, I'm just, like, dude, what the fuck? you like, you hate me? Right. Like, you don't even know me. So, like, <laughs> but it's, like, taking things that hit you uh, personally <laughs> um, That's real. <laughs> and be, being able to, kind of, look outside of yourself and, kind of, look at it from a distance even though you can still feel it, right? It's still, like, uh, infuriating, I guess, and hurtful. Um, but, just, just keep in mind to, to take a step back, look at the whole situation and and navigate what's going to be the best thing for you and for whatever you're trying to get across, you know? Because I think a lot of times I just took shit personally and just like said some shit um, maybe I shouldn't have <laughs> and uh, and escalated stuff, you know? As I got older, I learned that I could, you know, it was like that A and B option, right? Like uh, I could do this and probably get in a fight, or <laughs> I could do this, have him puzzled, and then you know, navigate the conversation back to it, like, okay, <laughs> like give me more money for stuff. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> like it's just uh, it's being able to like uh, to assess <laughs> your situations so that it's more the most beneficial, um, for you in, you know in the long run really. Cause like, yeah, I don't know. Just, just trying to be mindful of that more. Um, and I think I would, I would have, there have been a lot of mistakes I would have avoided if I had, if I had really learned that earlier or younger. Um, and, uh, but another, another part of that is remembering, it, right? Cause you know, once you get your feelings in, it's just, just like tunnel vision you're like, no, nope, you all suck. Let the world burn. <laughs> Blowing up buildings in Fight
0: Club. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, the importance of like pausing, and for me, it's like pausing, taking a deep breath. Both of us have some
1: some sharp tongues. Like, I know you could say something. I'm going to have to take
0: a step back.
1: check please
0: <laughs> i have said some shit I, and you know the funny thing is like i i never knew i had a sharp tongue until somebody like yeah. pointed it out to me and like and of course it was like a white person right she's like <laughs> no i mean just it's just, it's like, good to remember. have one anyway it's it's
1: fun dude it's i fun, dude. It's, I... I just Sometimes One of the things I miss whatever, about, like, control <laughs> uh, this whole pandemic and shit is, is not, the ability not to talk shit, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of rough, because every now and then I'll, like, um, I'll let a, a line or two, like, come out of my mouth at, like, at my partner Patty, and <laughs> she's just like, what? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I just, I, I just miss talking shit, and <laughs> I just... I just need to get that out, but I'm really sorry, I didn't mean it, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, but I'm just like, like, I need, I need that outlet, you know, just because I grew up around that, like, all my homies did that, like, my family did that, our family did that, like, (laughs) all day, so, like, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) oh
0: my god yeah. it's really it's how we like,
1: express ourselves yeah so <laughs> I do miss it because it's a it's people. to me it's a construct about it like obviously if you don't get too personal like um but if you're just kind of like talking general shit like it's a good it's cathartic right it's like boxing like training boxing or exercising it's just it's a way to kind of release sure. those uh, aggressive endorphins I guess oh yeah it could be so funny
0: (laughs) for sure and it's funny it's funny we need to laugh we gotta revel in that joy it is so important oh my goodness and like for real you are hands down one of the funniest people i've ever met in my entire life so like keep fucking keep talking because like you are Amazing at it, um, with love and respect, of course. (laughs) But you know, with love and respect, of course.
1: That's Um, so much shit talking, but caca talking, (laughs) doo doo talking. Time that
0: comes with.
1: Yeah, maybe not the (laughs) best.
0: That's that diaper talk. Thank you. uh well this has yeah, been wonderful me. i'm so grateful that you made time and space for us to have this conversation um yeah of course anytime and um i don't have anything else to add so i just want to give you another like extra oh, yeah, big thank you and um
1: yeah richard if you, once again shout uh, if you're out you're to your Oakland brewery, brewery an and Oakland, check out what Island, Island Island richard Um, they got some really good really really good beers and uh yeah they're good people they're good folks
0: thank you again for joining us today follow us on instagram for updates and more on intersectionality underscore in underscore diaspora we leave you with the words of the great audrey lord I have come to believe over and over again that what is most important to me must be spoken, made verbal, and shared, even at the risk of having it bruised or misunderstood. With love, gratitude, and hope, Clara and Mello signing off.